Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast Recap Show, December 19th. December 19th. 19th. All right. We got Asa Malik. What's up? What's up, everybody? Now, Malik, did you see that Bills Panthers game? I didn't see the Bills Panthers game. Um, it's on my it's on my list to watch to watch the, on Game Pass the replay of of that game. But um, I did see another upset. Well, we'll talk about yeah. I mean, you, you want to talk about Bills Panthers, but I, I mean, I, I've obviously seen the stat line, so that so that so the and and score of the game and everything like that. But yeah, because they were talking about how Cook Cam Newton was, and even I said that the last week that we were on, and I knew that they were going to lose because their defense, what they said was okay. It's basically showing mm-hmm. them to be pretty trash, and they were on the road. So if they were going to lose to Washington, and then the game before that, or the game after that, they lost to Atlanta on the road. There's no way that they were going to hold up against the Bills. So I see why the Bills were 12 and a half to 13 point favorites. Yeah, the Bills still covered. So I wasn't shocked by that. But it was more the fact that like Cam Newton didn't play terrible, and the team still got blown out. He had one pick, and that's many other turnovers. And the Bills scored a rushing touchdown with someone named not Josh Allen. So, like, that's just bad news right there. But they beat them by 17, and the game was pretty much out of hand early. I mean, I think the interesting thing about the Bills game is, you know, um, they they put up 31 points, and nobody on the team, no receiver on the team, caught more than five passes. And, the you know, the receiver that did catch five passes was a, was a relative unknown, Gabriel Davis. Um, Stephon Diggs only had four catches. Cole Beasley had four catches. Yeah, he had two TDs of his five, five for 85 and two touches. Um, so it was just a, I mean, to your point about Carolina not having any defense, like it was, it was an absolute um, smattering of different people, different, uh, you know, different, different contributors. Everybody, everybody got something, which is good. Um, I think the other thing is Devin Singletary, um, you know, showed himself to be a, you know, a, a, a bell cow back, at least in this game. Um, and so maybe this is, Maybe he gets. I mean, he's been doing you know do double work for the last basically all season. Um, they've re- neglected to give him you know the the the, the lion's share of the carries, and he's getting it now. So uh, he turned out and he turned out a good game. So yeah. we'll see what we'll see how this how this bodes for him and then you know the rest of the season as they go roll into the playoffs. Yeah, and this is definitely going to lock them up in a playoff spot because I'll just go over the I'll just go over the standings real quick because everybody aside from like the betting aspects, so. It's good that the Bills won in New England lost. The Bills got a game up on them. So now that since they game up, they got a game closer. And I believe next week they play each other again in New England, if I'm not mistaken, which I think they might flex that to Sunday night. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. The City is in the playoffs. They're leading because they won on Thursday against the Chargers at home, which was huge. But because Baltimore lost, even though Baltimore's eight and six, Baltimore's now out of the playoffs. Right. Because they keep going for two as opposed to time. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I understood it when you had Lamar Jackson, right? And you went for two. But um, when you got the backup and you managed to come back on the road and you're like, no, I think we're going to do this again. And then, because you know he doesn't make great decisions. He's not a great passer. Right. There was somebody open in the end zone. He didn't even throw it to him. He's like, yeah, I'm going to throw it to Mark Andrews, who I keep going to over and over again, who has like three people on him. It was barely open. And now Baltimore is the number eighth ranked team in the, in the AFC at eight and six because they lost to Buffalo. 
Um, the Chargers are ahead of them. The Colts are ahead of them. And even though Tennessee lost, because Cincinnati won, they have the tiebreak with Baltimore. So now Baltimore is, may not make the playoffs because all because Lamar got a late hit last week and they lost. Mm-hmm. The AFC is a bit more competitive than the NFC, but basically every team with six or seven wins, so six, seven, or eight wins still has a chance, which is more than half of the AFC. Yep. There's only three teams in the AFC who don't have six wins or more, and that's the Jets, Houston, and Jacksonville. It's, it's kind of yeah. like there's three bad teams in each in each one, and basically, yeah. So the Chicago, the Giants, and Detroit have less than five wins. Every team that has five or six wins can still make the playoffs. So Chicago wins tomorrow. I guess they're back in the playoff hunt. <laughs> And everyone else is still in it. If Seattle can win on Tuesday, they back in the playoff hunt. And Washington. How ridiculous that sounds. I know. Washington is six and seven. The Washington football team can still make the playoffs. If they win tomorrow, it puts them ahead of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. The seventh best team at seven and seven. Yep. Meanwhile, the NFC East is probably the worst division in all of the NFL. They have the most I mean, the from a record perspective, you know, I mean, the they've, they've got. Good, but- They've got three teams that are teetering around, you know, that are teetering around 500. I mean, they've got three. They got one team in the Cowboys that's you know well over 500, and they got Washington, and Washington and Philadelphia are teetering around 500. You know, one of the, one of those two teams will be a 500 team by the end of by the by the end of tomorrow. Um, you know, when the, after their game is played. So you know, I think it bears the reason that if it's if it's the worst division, then you know. There's, there's a lot. There's just a lot of parity in the NFL, just in general. Um, so, with the exception of, I think right now in the NFC specifically, you know, because of because of the Lions, um, the Lions, you'd probably look at the NFC North as the worst division, just because of the relative. Um, because of the Lions and the Bears. Well, I would just say the relative inconsistency of the rest of the division beyond the Packers, right? Yeah. The Vikings have been up and down all season. Yeah. The Bears, you know, at the very least, you know, are still. They got a young quarterback. They're struggling. You know, they're struggling with the QB situation. Defense is hurt, right? And then the, and the Lions, you know, just are talent deficient across across the board. So, you know, I would say that division probably is the worst division just because of the fact that they just haven't had any. You know, Green Bay hasn't had any real competition this this year, and they haven't had any competition the last couple of years. After that, it would be the AFC South, who has both Houston and Jacksonville. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. They are pretty good teams to bet on because, uh, I mean, I really thought Jacksonville was going to do something after firing the coach. It's kind of proved like this guy didn't know what he's talking about. James Robinson did if you picked him up in fantasy. Um, would have been sucking all, all most of the season. But I guess we realized it was Urban undercutting his uh, carries. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was definitely doing that. He was He was favoring, you know, players that, you know, weren't as good as James Robinson, you know, you know clearly. Um, yeah, I thought the interesting, I thought the interesting thing about that, just that, that overall, like the storyline and everything was every, everybody kind of thought that, you know, by getting rid of Urban Meyer, it was going to open things up. Yeah. Yeah. But I just don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, you've kind of got to ramp yourself back up to whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So emotionally, maybe the drama is out of, out of there, but from a preparation perspective, if you're used to doing things a certain way. And then you have a major shakeup like that over the course, you know, over the course of a week that could really, you know, that I, I thought that that could have a negative impact on the team, you know, from a you know, preparation perspective. He's hired. 
right? So these are all people that he yeah. knew who probably coached with him in college because Charlie Strong is the defense coordinator, mm-hmm. Texas head coach. And, and I forgot who the offensive coordinator is, but I think he worked with him at Utah. So these mm-hmm. are people he's known since at least like 2004, 2003. Who was hired as the interim? I can't remember. Is somebody somebody known too? I don't even know. Um, it's like I'm not paying against paying attention to the Jags. And and the fact that they it, it they had a thunderstorm in their game, people stayed to see two two win two two win teams play each other. You could look that yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Texans crushed them. I'm like Davis Mills. Oh, Darrell Bevel. Sorry, Darrell Bevel is the answer. Yeah, and he was and Darrell Bevel wound up being the interim in Detroit last year when uh, Matt Patricia got fired midseason. So this was. Darrell Bevel's second second stint as an interim head coach, you know, obviously trying to He's lock in a coordinator for Seattle, right? He was their OC mm-hmm. when they won the Super Bowl. Yep, he was their OC during the Russell Wilson ascension of Russell Wilson, which he's parlayed into multiple OC opportunities in other, in other places. It hasn't necessarily worked out, um, which of course leads me to the same comment that I've said before: is you know, coaching can only go as far as talent is able to carry it. So. He, yeah, you know, he can be a great coach. He doesn't have Russell Wilson at, at, at every at every location. So guess what? Doesn't that doesn't always work out? I guess Tyler Huntley's more talented than I thought because once I saw the Ravens down, I thought they were going to be down bad and it was going to be over. But they came back and covered that pretty easily. Like they actually had an opportunity to win. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's a he's been he's been in the system for a couple of years. Um, it's not like he's a rookie, you know. So, and he's not. I mean, obviously, he's not the he's not the player, the dynamic player that that Lamar Jackson is. But in terms of what he can do on the field, is very similar. Um, so they don't have to change up the offense too much to accommodate him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying they don't have to they don't have to tweak the offense too much to accommodate his skill set. You know, it, it it replicates Lamar Jackson to a degree, and so you know he's able to kind of just just kind of come in there and, and play his game, and it doesn't really you know it doesn't really impact him or the other receivers all that much. But um, but yeah, so. I think the biggest, um, obviously, the biggest news or the biggest uh, storyline for me is uh, well, it's twofold. It's um, the Lions holding fort at home against a Arizona Cardinal team that, you know, with the exception of have not having DeAndre Hopkins, you know, appeared to be else. relatively healthy. Yeah, healthy and the Lions were healthy defensive line, and the Lions at the time, the Lions they just lost. TJ Hawkinson for the season. Yeah. And um they had eight play, I believe they had eight players on the COVID list this, you know, going into going into the game. I guess um, the practice squad is better than the starters. So <laughs> apparently. Um they, they just they came in and they, I mean, they had a good game plan um against the Cardinals defense. And they, you know, and they were able to lock up, you know, that I think that was the, the more interesting this thing is that the fact that they were able to lock up Carla Murray and everything. Yeah. Yeah, that's true because they don't have an Aaron Donald to chase him around, but um, yeah. he was on his ass and he threw that pick, which almost got returned, except for the amazing effort by I think it was one of their receivers, not Christian Kirk, but another one of the wide receivers chased him down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah it was about that because your Lions came back and covered, and I did pick them to cover, but they were getting 12 and a half. So I thought that was a bit crazy because without Hopkins, I thought, eh, they should only beat them by a touchdown. They're not going to beat them by two. That's a lot. Yeah, I thought the, I thought the line was a bit high. Um, obviously, I was surprised by them being up seventeen nothing at half. Um, and and you know, once once I saw that, and I knew obviously they were going to cover. 
um, figuring that they were going to cover the game. Um, but the interesting thing, I think the most interesting thing from that, from that game to me was the uh, emergence of the, you know, of, of the, of the young players on, on the Lions defense, um, the ability, their ability to chase Kyler Murray, not allow him to get out in the open and really, you know, do anything. He was, he, he had four carries for three yards. Like he ran for three yards in the entire game. And, you know, that's his, you know, that's what he does. Right. Um, You know, that's how, that's how they're able to be a dynamic offense where he's able to get out and, you know, make plays and make things happen in the run. And the the Lions linebacking crew was able to get in there and, and take him down. So that was very impressive by, by that, by that defense, this, this, uh, this time around. Had a good they had a good game plan, but also the fact that he he was hurt, so he they knew he couldn't run. Or mm-hmm. actually, he should have been healed up because he was hurt last week and he still played. Yeah, he, so ran, he ran he ran last week, healed. so he yeah. should have been able to run. But he just wasn't able to get away from them. They kept contained really well. They stayed disciplined. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which you know, being up seventeen up and that good start is huge because without that, um, a lot of teams I don't think wouldn't have won this week. The uh, Bengals wouldn't have won this week. Mm-hmm. The uh, Steelers wouldn't have won this week and had that been for a good start. The Cowboys right. just kind of held down the Giants the entire game. Like the Giants' offense had nothing to, nothing going. Without a good start, the Dolphins wouldn't have won because the Jets came back towards the end, mm-hmm. and even the Pats almost came back on the Colts on uh, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was another week where it felt it felt weird in the sense that there are a lot of a lot of a lot of the finals especially that i mean the, the other one that i would have talked about the saints bucks final that just that just ended with the saints nice. not just beating them but blanking them and blanking them on the road right blanking them at home this was in tampa this game was in tampa they did not score a point you know um this is a bucks team that was i can't remember what their average Plus was 100 on the money line and they won it's insane it's insane. If you if you bet, if you put a hundred dollars on 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 the Saints, you just made out like a bandit. You just made five hundred bucks on, on the Lions were plus five twenty five. So if you took money line Detroit, money line, <laughs> money line Saints. Yeah, you 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 you're sitting pretty good right now. You're sitting pretty good right now. I feel I feel like we should have done that. Honestly, you, you know what I'm upset because my parlay would have been this. It would have been Buffalo. It would have been Lions, and it would have been Cowboys. Straight up, because those are the teams I felt the strongest about. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys had to win, and I think when I looked at it, it was originally nine and a half, and then it went up to ten. It went up to eleven and a half when they figured out that um, was it Jones? Jones wasn't going to play. Daniel Jones wasn't going to play, but actually, right. Kenny Galladay played. Sterling yeah, Shepard played. No, Shepard's out for the year. Shepard's out for the year. I thought he played. Mm-hmm. Is it in list on the injury report? Am I tripping? Oh, Evan Ingram played. Darryl, okay, Unless he got hurt. Yeah, yeah. Galladay, Ingram, Barkley, and Slayton all played. Oh no, Shepard. Shepard did play, but he did, but he got hurt. Now he's Sterling, out for the year. He he did play. He he was out for the year. Okay, he did play this mm-hmm. game. Mike going and played terrible, and then they brought in Jake Fromm. And once I saw Fromm come in, I knew it was over. Oh yeah, Barkley only had fifty yards on fifteen carries. UGA's finest there, Jake Fromm. Yeah. <laughs> I bet they wish they had him in that. Uh, yeah, SEC championship game. Yeah, probably. I mean, he was he was he was a great college player. Yeah. Um, so we would have hit this week had I had the time to go put that in, but I was just Christmas shopping and doing other things and sleeping in this morning. So my peace of mind makes perfect sense, man. The, uh, the drive and thirty <laughs> makes perfect sense, man. Makes perfect sense. But uh, what do you, what what are, what are you looking at? What are we looking at for Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday's game before we cut off out? 
That's right. Monday, Tuesday, we got Vikings at the Bears. Vikings, I mean, yeah, Vikings at the Bears. The Vikings are six and a half road uh, favorites. The Raiders at the Browns. The Browns are three-point favorites at home against the Raiders. They're going to be without Darren Waller. Uh, Seahawks at the Rams. The Rams are getting seven points on the road. Seahawks always play them tough as well as San Francisco. And then on the final Tuesday game, oh, they're playing them both at 7 o'clock. So one's on Fox and the other one is on CBS, I guess. Or an NFL mm-hmm. network. You got Washington football team at six and seven playing the Eagles, and the Eagles are seven point favorites at home. All the over under in these are about the same 44 and a half, 40, 45, 41 <laughs> for the Eagles. So I'd be, I'd be leaning towards the Bears because actually, as Dal- if Dalvin Cook plays, I, I kind of have to take the Vikings because even though the Bears put up 30 points on the Packers, they weren't able to stop them at all. But it might be a different story against them because once Dalvin Cook plays, he he's pretty much that whole team's offense. So if he's healthy, the Vikings should be able to cover that. Mm-hmm. The Bears have been getting better every week on offense, but they've been getting a little bit worse on defense. So given that Adam Thielen can still do his thing, Justin Jefferson is pretty good. The Vikings could cover that game. So I would bet on the Vikings. Uh, who is stealing play? back? Is stealing back all the way? I think he's gonna play. Like I don't know. Like he, it's so hard. I think I heard in that Detroit game he's been out for. He's been out for. He's been out since that Detroit game when he got hurt. Yeah. Um, which was two games ago. He's questionable for Monday night. Okay. But they got KJ Osborne, who's been pretty good for them. Mm-hmm. The University of Buffalo, four TDs on the year, almost 500 yards, on 38 catches, which is pretty good. Justin Jefferson has 1,200 yards and eight TDs. Jesus. Only 13 games. And Dalvin Cook has almost a thousand yards in 10 games and six touchdowns. Yeah. 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 Their offense is, I mean, their offense is is, is pretty impressive. Um, their defense has been is, is is given up a lot of points and leaves a lot to be. I think this could I mean, if it's if if Justin Fields is is able to play and he's and he's healthy, I mean, I think this could this could net well for him because Minnesota's defense does not, you know, does not scare anybody right now. That's a good point. And at home, them having to play outside. You know what? I'm going to flip that towards the Bears because with six and a half at home, they should be able to cover. Mm-hmm. They should be. Able to I would. Cover. I would lean. I would lean there. I would lean there as well. What are you thinking about Raiders and Browns? Raiders and Browns. I'm leaning towards the Browns. The Raiders have been a shambles ever since they lost Waller. Um, they've lost their last four games in a row. This mm-hmm. is a team that was six and two, and they've just kind of fallen down. Or five and three. They've won one game out of that last six. They're just kind of moving in the wrong direction. The Browns just keep finding ways to win. And with three points at home, as long as their kicker doesn't get hurt before the game, like unlucky um, Tennessee, I think it was. Or mm-hmm. was it Tennessee? Somebody's kicker got hurt right before the game. They literally were testing out kickers, so they had to go for it on every single go. I want to say, no, it was either. No, it was it was Carolina. That's who it was. Um, mm-hmm. The Browns should be fine. They are still going to have the running game. Um, Hunt may not play, but they're going to have uh, Nick Chubb, and they're going to be able to throw. Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to play. I know that um, they postponed it because there were too many people in the protocol, but yep. I don't I don't know if Baker Mayfield is going to be able to play. You know? Yeah, Mayfield Mayfield's up in the air. Um, also, well, as and of Landry's yesterday, Landry Hooper um, as well. Uh, in the COVID nineteen protocols, they got people. Um, yeah, so 
Uh, and then Hunt is in the Hunt is in the protocols, but he he left the last game with the ankle injury, so he may he may sit just because of the ankle injury as well. So, um, I think the extra, hopefully, the extra day, um, the extra couple gives of days of uh, give, gives them enough time to get test negative so they can play. Um, Baker may still sit because I know he's also nursing a, a shoulder oh, injury they're tomorrow. They're playing tomorrow at five o'clock. Yeah. So, you know, Baker may still sit because he missed the nursing a shoulder injury. Mm. But um, you know, whether or not, he, whether he plays or not, I think this is just, just like, I think you're right. I think this sets up too, too well for Cleveland to just run the ball. I think this is going to be a, rely on um, defense. and rely on their defense. I think this is going to be one of those games where there's <clears throat> probably not much throwing going on because it's outside. Um, what's his name? Der- uh, Derek Carr doesn't typically do well uh, in outdoor games uh, yeah. with bad weather. Um, so he's a California kid plays and plays his professional games in Las Vegas. So he's never, he's not really been, uh, Oakland before this good, wasn't a good outdoor quarterback. Right. So, you know, don't expect this game to get in the, in any, in, in the high numbers. Um, so I would actually play whatever the, what's the over under on this one? 42, 40 and, and a half, 40, 40 and a half. That's, that's still really low, but I would probably still trend towards the under if I, if I had to, if I had to make that bet. Um, and I take the Browns too. So I'd go Browns in the under on that one. This could be like Sealers, uh, Titans today. 19. Yeah. 19. Yeah. Something like that. I wouldn't be surprising if they got that. Yeah. And then next after that, we got Seattle at the Rams. Uh, the Seahawks are getting seven points on the road. Rams are seven point home favorites. Um, Seattle won last week against San Francisco, kind of beat them down. I do know for a fact that um, DJ Metcalf, DK Metcalf, I keep messing mm-hmm. his name. DK Metcalf is not going to play. Um, Gerald Everett is going to play. Oh, he practiced in full, but I thought he was in the protocols. This game is getting pushed back till Tuesday because so many players were in protocols. So yep. maybe Metcalf might play, but um, whether or not he plays, I know that Tyler, uh, was it Rocket? Rocket? Why am I forgetting his name now? We're filming this late. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. We're, we're recording this late, y'all, on a Sunday night. So bear with us. Tyler Lockett is definitely going to play. So, yeah. and it appears the Seattle, it appears the Seahawks have actually found a running back in Collins, haven't performed the past couple of weeks. Um, so I'm going to lean towards Seattle being able to cover this. Um, the Rams are playing great. Uh, Ola Beckham Jr. is finally playing good in the last week. Um, but the Rams have their own issues with the COVID-19 outbreak, having had to shut down their whole facility. So they haven't been able to practice the past couple of week, days. Mm-hmm. And everything that everybody knows about football is it's all about repetitions. So it's good that this is happening later in the season because the teams have gotten a, gotten a chance to get a lot of reps in. But with Odell Beckham Jr. being brand new and him having to play, Cooper Cup may or may not be able to play because of the um, and because of the COVID-19 protocols. So I think this favors a low-scoring game, and a low-scoring game favors Seattle being able to cover. So kind of like with all the games today, a lot of the underdogs covering and also winning. So I wouldn't be shocked if Seattle won this game, given that the Lions were able to win. And also, um, what was the other upset that we had? We just talked about it. Oh, the Saints. Uh, the Saints on yeah. the road. So yeah. I, I would I would lean as a better I would lean I would lean towards the Seattle cover as well. Um, uh, be be not not also because of the fact that you know um, it's a divisional matchup on the road. They play they play the Rams tough. They beat the Rams I think once or twice last season. Um, and this Rams team, like you said, is 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 hit is you know has been hit by a barrage of the COVID uh, COVID nineteen situations. Funny enough, I'm not seeing. Um, I'm looking at a. Um, 
uh, most recent injury report uh, as of I think 1219 is the, the last uh, 1219 12, 12, um, that I'm not seeing Odell on the injury report anymore. So it looks like he's trending towards playing. So which, okay. which would be good for good for the Rams. He's been, he scored touchdowns in the last three games. And so he's been, you know, a pretty consistent uh, producer for them. Um, Matt Stafford has, has got a new, even though Robert Woods has been out for the season, is out for the season and has been hurt and they've been hurt by that. Um, you know, he, Matt Stafford has identified a new target in Van Jefferson and they have a good, they seem to have a good connection uh, yeah, at this point as well. So. Yeah, so I think the Rams will be able to win this game, um, but I would lean I would lean towards Seattle on the cover. All right, and last up we have the Washington Football Team at six and seven at the Philadelphia Eagles at six and seven. The Eagles are six and a half point favorites, and the over under is forty one and a half. And I would lean towards the over on this one. Um, Washington has shown the ability to be able to score on bad defenses, and Philadelphia has bad defense. And these teams know each other well, but I would take the over on this one. I think that um, Devonta Smith has shown what he can do, and the Eagles have found a pretty good running game. Um, I think Tyler Heineke is not playing. I, I don't know. Yeah, if he's, he's, not, he's not going to be playing. So he's not going to be playing. He's hurt. Is. is Ryan Fitzpatrick done for the year? Ryan Fitzpatrick's out for the year. Their quarterback. Oh, so it was a really, while. yeah. There was a really interesting story about their quarterback. I believe his name is Garrett Gilbert. Um, he was in Buffalo, New York. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was called up while, like, I think nursing his baby, or so he was like, like taking care of his baby, or something like that. They called him and like, "Hey, you're starting this week." He's like, "With Washington, come on, get 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 on a plane and get over here." Um, <laughs> it's just basically this is very he interesting. Four years ago, yeah. so he was on the practice squad. Yes, yeah, he so he, he played with practicing. Right, he played with other. He played, you know, previously. But it's just an interesting. It was just an interesting conversation. Like, you know, you were, oh, not expected to pass. That's not expected to play at all. He was at home he playing with his kids. In Dallas last year. <laughs> He's at home playing with his kids and was like, no. Um, yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see if he if he if he gets out there and he if he has any kind of connection with Terry McLaurin and the rest of the receivers on the Washington football team side. Again, to your point, I expect this to be a run. I mean, with the with the way that Philadelphia likes to play and likes to likes to run the football, I expect Washington to do much of the same. Um, this is going to be running defensive style style of game, and I would not expect. I actually would say the under here. Healthy, so they both have they have two quarterbacks they can go to. Miles yeah, I I, I would expect Jordan Howard so. I would still probably expect this to. I mean, I know you said hit the over. I would expect this to hit the under, honestly, just because of how much I, I expect well, both teams to win the football. Defenses, defenses are pretty bad, right? So defenses. Yeah. That's the interesting thing. The, both defenses are not not great, um, but their offenses and their ability to to pass the football is probably going to be ha- hampered just by the fact that you know Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew is not are not great passers of the football. And then you got Gilbert coming in here, so yeah. you know I would I would tend to play it towards the under, but I completely understand if you want to just because the defenses have not shown you the ability to hold hold offenses down anyway. So yeah, I hear you on that. My my eyes are getting big on so my so my three game parlay for everybody would be Bears getting six and a half, Browns minus three. And then we're going to take the Eagles minus six and a half. That's what I would lean towards. Seattle's defense is very flimsy, but actually Seattle's defense is playing much, much better the past couple of weeks, which is why we're, I'm favoring them getting seven points. But Bears, Browns, and Eagles all covering would seem more likely. Or you yeah. can go money line and take the uh, Rams to win that outright and add, make it a four-teamer. 
Yeah, I I would I think the money line would probably be the way that I would go with the Rams. I would I would I would want to stay away from the stay away from the betting line here only because you never you never you, know, you like you said Seattle's got a flimsy defense but and mm-hmm. the Rams can explode offensively. They can they can you know come out and put up 35 points and it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a surprise. They could also come out and put up 19 and be like They're playing okay. in LA so it's <laughs> so. warm and no rain. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I would stay away from the I would stay away from the line on that one. And just just if you if you really feel strongly about the, the Rams winning the game and you think that they'll do that, which I think that they will, um, they want to win to hold up uh, and, and stay keep pace with Arizona, who lost. Because um, so if they win this game, I believe, yeah, that ties them with Arizona in the standings and they have a one in one. It's it's a divisional game. They're, they would be tied with Arizona in the standings and they'd be one in one. Um, you know, having having beat Arizona in Arizona, and lost sure the Rams a chance of uh, getting home field throughout the first, winning the division possibly, but getting home field in the playoffs. And it would yeah, they would Seattle just need to end their season and probably look make them look further at trading Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rams would just need to figure out you know figure out how they can leapfrog the Packers, who are eleven three, who are still one game ahead of everybody um, for that first step. You know. Um, first overall seed and along with that i'm gonna there's uh two college football there's two college football bowl games i'm looking forward to uh not looking forward to watching but betting off for sure tulsa's hosting tulsa's playing Mer- old dominion at the myrtle beach bowl tulsa's minus nine and a half old dominion has been pretty mediocre so i'm gonna take them at six because tulsa's uh you know actually a, a seven five team they've much played much better competition than the american old dominion was pretty raggedy they actually lost to my university of buffalo bulls this season so i have very little faith in them Mm. And UTSA is playing San Diego State, two 12-win teams. And UTSA is getting three and a half points in Frisco, which is basically a home game for them coming out of San Antonio. And San Diego State blew the uh, Mountain West Bowl, Mountain West Championship game, and lost that to Nevada. So I'm leaning towards UTSA on that one. So take that for what it's worth, our listeners. But uh, two more picks there for you on the college team. Cool. All right, and we are done with our recaps. I will say I was very impressed by Detroit and that interception, man. Like, my man Lee, I don't even remember his name, but he he laid full out for that, caught it, fell, got up, and then ran another 30 yards with it, only to get stopped on the six-yard line. So shout out to them for finally getting it done. And um, if y'all haven't gotten a chance, our listeners, check out the Video Music Box documentary, which I watched a couple days ago which is where I stole the idea for the whole shout outs thing from um, growing up in New York. <laughs> haven't listened to that basically since I was like nine and uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the, I, the, I always like to get a chance to say his name, the, the uh, corner, the corner. No, that was yeah. DJ Raffer did for the, for the video games. Box. No, the, the corner that picked that, that made the pick in the Detroit game was, uh, was Amani Oruwariye. Um, that's, that's the, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, I think that's like his seventh or eighth pick this year. He's actually had a pretty good so he might be year. A he very well, maybe you never know. I mean, Detroit found a way to, uh, <laughs> to luck out and get themselves a pro bowler and, and, you know, um, Shout out to them for, you know, uh, not being the number one overall seed anymore in terms of getting the number one draft pick. They've yeah. vaulted themselves into number two. Um, like Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Like number one back to back. Again, again. So at least we're not that bad. I don't so. think I've ever seen a team do that in the NFL, have back to back number one overall picks. Like that's, that's pretty terrible. 
it i i believe it for some reason i think it happened relatively recently but i think the the reason why it happened was due to a trade like it was a they like there was a team that had, that had their pick one year and then they traded with somebody else to get their number one, their first round pick and then that pick wound up being the number one overall pick the following year too i can't remember who it was but it, i feel like it, it happened well i'll look it up for the next i'll look it up and then for our next show i'll make sure I, i'll make sure i call it out all right i'm gonna check that out and look up some more stuff usually we uh kind of start the show rambling about a bunch of random stuff but this week uh yeah we're just kind of tired and uh yeah <laughs> whatever you do i will tell you this next time you order off of uh, grubhub or uber eats or any of that or doordash make sure the restaurant has a real location and you're not wandering around a mall looking for a ghost kitchen that's inside of bertucci's <laughs> or inside of a chili's and you have if you don't have any idea what a ghost kitchen is go ahead and google that just so you know uh yeah and that is it for this unless malik you have any more shout outs you want to do um no not yet I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna save my shout outs for our show on Wednesday when we start talking Wednesday or Thursday when we start talking about uh week 16. I think we'll pick this one on Wednesday because Thursday they might end up having to play like two three games just to make sure teams are not ready yet or whatever. I do yeah, know it's true. I think they should double up on the Monday night football towards the end of the season because why not? Like why not give them an extra day? You know? It's not like we're not gonna true. watch. You know what I mean? Exactly what I'm doing in December. Ain't no new shows on. We all exactly. saw Spider-Man already, apparently. <laughs> so what else are we doing? Exactly. Exactly. All right. We out. All right, guys. Later.